This Great. is the Across the Tracks podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's actually the day after, and we are actually live in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, eat our town, hometown. Eat town, <laughs> eat town. We're back. We are back. Uh, I was. I've been here in the big city since uh, last Saturday. And have been cruising around the the neighborhoods. Went across the track several times uh, since my stay here, but uh, it's been fun. We're actually live in our hometown this week, broadcasting from a remote location unknown <laughs> to most people. In That's right. If we, if we tell you where where it is, the CIA and the NSA will be after you. That's right. So we're, we're going to keep our, our location uh, undisclosed for this broadcast. But it is a uh, happy Thanksgiving to all. And we're here, and as usual, I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. All right. So today, it is the day after Thanksgiving, so today we thought we'd talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, right. You know, some, right. of the, some of the things that we have experienced, uh, you know, in our lives with Thanksgiving, growing up in small-town America. And share those things with you, and then uh, you know maybe drift into a couple other topics uh, that come to mind. But uh, we'll go ahead and kick it off uh, with Thanksgiving. What what are your memories of Thanksgiving? Oh wow! <laughs> uh, growing up, of course, always turkey, 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 and you know the family being together, uh, my parents uh, having you know nice Thanksgiving dinner, some friends coming over. If, if they could, uh, usually like everybody else, everybody right, right. kind of stayed at their own home at right. Thanksgiving. <laughs> After the Thanksgiving dinner, we would always, at least on Miles Street, we would always go out and play football. Yep. yep. You know, we'd always go out and play football or basketball. Was, we played basketball every day. But we'd go play football and hang out between uh, the Penix house and our house. There's an open field. We had an extra lot there. And that was our baseball diamond, our football field, our soccer field. And we just, just kind of hung out there. Um, usually our, our, our family would have other uh, friends from the neighborhood would come by. And they would all kind of share a meal and share ideas and they play cards and so on. But as kids, Thanksgiving was eat, play ball, have fun, and just kind of go from there. How about you, man? Pretty similar. Um, as, as, you know, growing up younger, it was, you know, it was the family and, and occasionally, you know, the grandparents would come by or sometimes we would go to her house. My grandmother and grandfather at the time growing up, they lived in Sonora. Oh, yeah. So sometimes we would go down there and the whole family would get together at uh, grandparents' house and have big Thanksgiving dinner. So, as you know, I mean, here in E-Town, I, I'm kin to just about everybody here <laughs> yeah, in E-Town, are. right? <laughs> you are. So, so I got cousins that are like, oh, you're my cousin? I didn't know that. So we would have these 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 big gatherings of, of the family uh, between uh, my mom, the Brashears, and uh, the Brashear family is huge. So uh, my cousins are the Englishes. You know, Mike, Donnie, Pam, <laughs> Carolyn, and then Jerry Covington and his mom. When his mom was like, Miss Florine? Yes, Miss Florine. We had him on Florine. We'd all get together and uh, either at my grandmother's house down in Sonora or sometimes, you know, we would just be at our own homes, you know, having our own dinners. But I do remember, you know, after feasting, <laughs> we would we would be in the street maybe playing some type of, of sport. Yeah. And like I said, we played basketball all the time. Uh, as as things got older and, and, and I moved away, um, you know, those 
gatherings became, you know, few and far between. Yeah. But I think they were more, um, they were more maybe uh, meaningful because you didn't come home as much as you did when you lived here all the time, right? right? So uh, one of the things that uh, is a throwback that's something my mom started years and years ago. And my mom would host this breakfast for my dad. And it would be a lot of the men from the church mm-hmm. would come to my mom and dad's house for breakfast on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, cool. And she would have all these guys in her house, <laughs> you know, and we'd eat breakfast. And then after breakfast, we talk about whatever, man. It was like male bonding on steroids. Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> we talk about politics. We talk about music. I mean, and the most of the conversation centered around music. Yeah. Because yeah. you had so many generations there, you know, that once you became a certain age, you could come to the breakfast. <laughs> yeah. You had to be a certain age yeah, to come yeah. to the breakfast. And the conversations, I mean, it was just good male fellowship, man. So my mom did that for years. Wow. For years. That's a great tradition. Yeah, man. she did that for years. And I was able to come home for several of those breakfasts and fellowship. And she did that for years right up until um, uh, Larry Smith passed. Okay. And Larry Smith passed and she, she stopped doing it. Wow. Because it was primarily for Larry. Larry mm-hmm. was one of her extended sons. <laughs> You know, and it was something she did for him, and it just morphed into all these brothers coming to the house Sunday morning having breakfast. So that would take us till about maybe 11 or 12 o'clock. Then she'd turn around and do Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) So, I mean, so she was on her feet all all day, day, you know, (laughs) and and it got to the point where she just couldn't do it anymore. So after Larry passed, she's like, you know, I, I think it's probably one, it's probably time to, you know, let the tradition be what it was. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I, I can't be on my feet like I used to be. You know? yeah. So so the tradition passed, and nobody's taking it up to kick it right. off again. But those are some of the things I remember, just good fellowship uh, amongst a lot of the brothers from the church that would come to my mom's oh, house. Oh, cool. That, and, then, and then the family would gather in the afternoon for Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Yeah. What, about, what about dinner? What, what was on the, what was oh, on the meal? Oh, man, the, the usual. Uh, first turkey, ham. Uh, mac and cheese. You know, I was watching. Do uh, you ever watch uh, First Take Stephen A. Smith with Stephen uh, A. Smith? Not too often. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith was on. Oh, my bad. I'm making noise. My bad. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith was on yesterday at Thanksgiving. I was watching, right? And so the topic was the top five Thanksgiving dishes at his home and this other guy's house. Okay. With my ex-football okay. player. So they're naming off, uh, you know, the usual, the the typical stuff. But then he had a dish in there that I had never heard of, at least I never had for Thanksgiving. And it was some kind of casserole that I had never heard of. Hmm. But the usual suspects, the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top, (laughs) uh, turkey, ham, uh, corn of some type, Mm -hmm. green beans, collard greens, and my favorite, man, you got to have some cranberry sauce, <laughs> okay? And, and it's got to be, it can't be that, you know, that that cranberry. It's got to be the stuff in the ocean spray, the gel <laughs> cranberry. It's got to be that, man, where you slice it. It's got to be that, man. I, I, that now, the cranberry sauce. <laughs> now, I, I grew up on that, too. Now, our family was the same, you know, for the most part. You know, ham and turkey and collard greens and um, beans 
and uh, my dad always had to have some type of rice because he's from Louisiana. Oh, wow, okay. So we had to have some type of rice. Uh, stuffing. Yes, uh, yes. Sweet potato pie. We had to have sweet potato pie. We didn't. Have, we weren't big on pumpkin pie. <laughs> uh, I tell you, man, growing up, I had so many sweet potato pies, and I, I just cannot stand them now. Wow. I, mean, I, I run away from sweet potato and pumpkin pie simply because they're too similar. Right, right. I mean, because that was all that we had. Right, I mean, right. a meal usually for the week for us was uh, beans, rice, sweet potato pie. <laughs> that was it. And I mean, there was some chicken right. and some pork chops every now and then. But most of the time, we had beans and rice. Right, right. And, almost and I, every right. every meal. And, and and I think a lot of us growing up back in the time we did. I mean, those were staples in the home. Yep. They were easy to fix. Yep, yep. And they would feed you for a week. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, when it came to Thanksgiving, it was like okay, Thanksgiving time is like okay, we don't have to eat beans. You know, we, <laughs> we, we got we got a break from the beans and the rice, right? Yeah. And. Um, you know, those were my staples. And in the dessert, you mentioned sweet potato pie. Yeah. My mom would make these uh, chocolate pies. Mm-hmm. Decadent, man. And then a thing called icebox pie, which now that I've gotten older, it's actually key lime. Okay. <laughs> but okay. we call it icebox ice pie. <laughs> but it's, it's got that key lime vibe to it. And uh, and that's this year. That's what we did. Yeah. And yeah. my mom makes the chocolate pie. She made a sweet potato. She did a pumpkin yesterday. But I, I think the the norm is I I didn't know a lot of black folks ate pumpkin pie. I thought we did sweet potato sweet pie. potato pie. <laughs> yeah. You I know? mean, like I said, I cannot eat sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie to this day because wow. I had so long. And I I didn't eat uh, beans and rice for the longest. Wow. I think until I didn't start eating it again until Lynn and I got married. Wow. So you're talking from at least 1975 until 1984, I didn't eat any beans or rice because wow. I'd had enough. Wow. And I made the mistake one time of asking my mom, can, can we have something other than beans and rice? <laughs> that was a mistake. That was a big mistake. <laughs> okay, then start cooking your That's own damn food. Big mistake. <laughs> that big shut mistake. me up. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I stopped eating it at, at that point, and I picked it back up later. Wow, you know, yeah. um, wow. Now the cranberries, as far as the cranberry sauce go, I have migrated away from the ocean spray cranberry. Oh, okay. We have it, but they have this cranberry sauce now that has actual cranberries in it. It has some nuts in it, oh, and okay. it has um, I can't think of the other ingredients, but it's. It's not the slab. Not the slab. <laughs> it's not the slab of cranberry oh, that you get out of the can. So I make sure and Kroger provides that. Okay. I always tell them, make sure you get my cranberry sauce before they sell it out. Because number one, it's a little bit it's sweeter, it's a lot right, sweeter. Right, you know, right. I'm a sweeter holic. Right. And so uh, they had theirs yesterday and I had mine. <laughs> I gotta have an ocean spray, man. <laughs> I know. And I was I was telling one of my nieces, right? I'm like, I eat cranberry sauce throughout the Just year, man. Yeah, you know, it, it don't have to be Thanksgiving to crack oh, yeah. open a can of ocean spray, <laughs> man, and slice it, and it's really good once it gets cold. Yeah. You put it in the fridge, let it get cold. It's like Jello. It's it's awesome, man. <laughs> and 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 that's my thing, man. But uh, I think the biggest thing about Thanksgiving is leftovers. Yeah. It's the next day, or maybe later that afternoon. 
after you, okay, you went your first round, <laughs> later that afternoon, you fix you another plate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the next day, the leftovers, man. So. I've, learned, I've learned to pace myself. Yes. I've learned I yes. got, I'll eat a smaller meal first, and then we'll go watch football. I got to watch football. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. a football fan, so we always watch football. And then as during the football game, that's when you kind of go back and get right, a little right, something right, else. And right. that's when the desserts come that's out. That's when the desserts are coming <laughs> out. You know, the desserts yeah. come out, and then you get some extra bread. Yep. You, know, you throw yeah. a little extra mac and cheese yep. on there. Yep. So yep. You just nibble the rest of the yep. day. Yep. You, you, you got to have the dinner rolls. You know, oh, the, yeah. the, the dinner rolls, the ones that... Uh, you know, you slice them. They got they got the little ridge in the top. Oh yeah, <laughs> so you slice them, put the butter in there. So they're just some traditions, man. I yeah. I think that are unique, uh, and 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 I, I think they're unique to our vibe, our our family oh, growing yeah. up. You know, there are certain things I don't care if if I go to to another black family's home on the East Coast. We're gonna probably eat the same thing <laughs> because so. that's how it is. You know, this year, Wayne, for one, uh, this past summer, I I have a tower garden where okay. I, you know, I uh, grow greens on my deck. Okay, you know, just use water and nutrients to grow greens. Well, I had such a late start with my tower garden that I did not literally put any out. It stayed in my shed the whole summer. So normally, I would. Uh, Take the greens, blanch them, freeze them all summer. Okay. And then once we get to Thanksgiving, we have this huge amount of greens. Wow. Well, I didn't do that this year, and Ooh. we struggled to find some greens. <laughs> so next year, I'm going to make sure I get the greens out. And the other thing is that for the tower garden, you kind of have to be around right. to right. you know check the nutrients and stuff like that. There's, it's not grown in the ground. It's grown in the air. Okay. You know, it's pretty cool. And so we lent had a hard time trying to find greens, you know, because folks don't have that many greens, especially on the south side of Indianapolis, you know. So there are not very many black folks that live on the south side of Indianapolis, Ah, but but they do have greens and people just bought them out. Right, right. You know, so we just had a hard time finding some, but next year I'm going to make sure that I get my tower garden up and running early so that I don't have to worry about that. You got to have some And one, one other thing I did, is that I found this carrot dish that you you put a little cinnamon, you put a little butter, and it tastes, when it's completed, it tastes like sweet potatoes. Mm. It's very, it's, it's sweet, they're soft, yeah. very good. Mm. You know, and I've, I've found the recipe, and we've cooked it a few times. Yeah. Heck, we did that instead of uh, okay. sweet potatoes yesterday. Okay. So it was good. It yeah, was good. Yeah. I yeah. like I like carrots. I, I think carrots used to be a staple uh, for the dinner, and since we've you know since I've had my own family, my daughter grew up. You know, we're trying to get her in the tradition of you know this is what Thanksgiving is like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, we more. My daughter's a big mac and cheese. So my my wife or my her grandmother makes mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a battle for the mac and cheese, <laughs> right? Which which grandkid is gonna eat up all the mac and cheese? <laughs> What's left over? What's left over? Well, when you, know? you get that mac and cheese and get that dinner roll, that's right. And that's sometimes it. slide that mac that's and cheese right. in between there. It's always a battle for the mac and cheese when all the grandkids happen to be home at the same time. Cause <laughs> yeah. my mom knows she's got to make quite a bit because they all <laughs> like mac and cheese, you know. So, uh, but it was good. It was good. We had a good dinner yesterday. Good time. 
And, uh, you know, those are some of the things that, you know, they, they're forefront in my mind of growing up, coming back, participating in the right. tradition. And, uh, and those traditions will, will, will never die. I, I don't, I don't see me getting away from cranberry sauce. Or, no, no. You know, well, that's just what, that's what you did for, for 18, years, 20 yeah, years. For years, you know? right, you right. Know. Then now my wife's like, you know, you look in the cupboards like, man, what do you do with this cranberry sauce? <laughs> it's like middle of the summer and I'm eating cranberry <laughs> sauce. But I, I, it's, it's, it's the thing, man. I love cranberry sauce. Yeah, so. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So, question um and and this is a this is normally folks don't do this dish for thanksgiving but some people might what is your opinion of chitlins oh (laughs) 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 oh my now the only thing i can say is this i've tried them several times i can't do them i can't do them they're they're big in the they're big in my family oh yeah you know, our kids have tried them. Alex and Stephanie have tried them. They're like me. It's like they can't handle them. Now, Lynn is just the opposite. She grew up with them. She loves them. And since she's been married to me, she hasn't had very many chitlins. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It's, oh, it's just gosh. that I can't, I can't deal with them. I knew, I knew, you know, back when we were kids, my mom would go down to the Houchins. You know, uh-huh. the Houchins downtown. He's oh, yeah. right downtown, yep. right? She'd go there and get this big old ten gallon. It was a, yeah, a little lid, little yeah. handle on it, and she cleaned these things, man. And the house would be lit oh. up. Yeah, <laughs> the house. I would think be that's lit more up. than anything. The, yeah, the smell the of those smell. things cooking. And so. Uh, my mom, to this day, I think she still eats chitlins. Uh, I think my dad eats them. Yeah. And I'm not sure about all, all my siblings if they eat them. I personally, like, nope, I do not want a bite. Yeah. And my wife eats chitlins. Now, she normally doesn't do chitlins until New Year's. Mm-hmm. And then she'll get her chitlins if she can find them. So in Colorado, sometimes it's tough trying to find <laughs> chitlins, right? But if you if you scope it out early, you might go down to Fort Carson at the Army base. Oh yeah, oh the yeah. Army post and get your chitlins, yeah. right? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, and so she does her chitlins normally for uh, New Year's Day, and then some black eyed peas, right. that, you know that traditional thing. But right. I know I do know some people do chitlins for Thanksgiving. Oh it's, yeah, it's few yeah. and far between. But my mom would cook chitlins for yeah. my dad, but she couldn't eat them either. No, I just yeah. My brother woo. could eat them. My dad could eat them. Yeah, I couldn't, I, and my I, mom couldn't eat them. That is not a taste I am interested in acquiring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in in Indiana they call them KYs. Okay, what, what so what's what's the the KY means Kentucky oysters. Oh, Kentucky oysters. Okay, <laughs> so they the same thing. Colorado they call them Rocky Mountain oysters. Okay, yeah, okay, same thing. Yeah. You know, and they they have them. Lynn, I I feel sorry for her because she wants them, but she just didn't hadn't hadn't yeah. eaten them since. Well, we have a friend that lives in uh, Chicago. Okay, and we've gone up there a few times, and she's made hey, some chitlins. Partake. And uh, she's yeah, she's she's eating it there, but I, I'm not saying that she can't cook them. Yeah, as long as she's in the garage, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or on the deck. The smell, it's the smell, man. It's yeah. the smell that just like, oh my gosh, what is this? And while we would leave the house, and my mom started cooking them, 
we would literally like you outside and play. Yeah, we'll go outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll go outside. Hey, that's no question. The smell was just overwhelming, and then I'm thinking like, who is going to eat this smelling like this? <laughs> well, I I used to make the excuse for not eating, which is I just I used to call it slave food. <laughs> you know, you know. The boss, right. or the master, got all the good parts. That's right. Let's throw the brains. Right. Let's right. throw the nose. Let's throw the ears. Let's throw the yeah. feet. Let's show the guts out to yeah. the slaves yeah. well, and let yeah. them make a meal out that's of it. Right. And that's right. And that's literally, <laughs> yes, that is exactly what has, a lot of our diet has, has morphed from that. Right, right. Because I know a lot of, uh, you know, my wife's mom, she would eat the entire pig, man. She'd eat the snout, the the, the knuckles. <laughs> I mean, the tail. I mean, because that's that's how that people right. grew up, right? That was that was good eating, yeah. you know. And my mom used to make pigtails all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, you know, and the neck bone and yeah. ham hocks and all that was yeah. part of it. You know, that was growing yeah. up. But you know, yeah. we've gotten away from that. Yeah, and ourselves. I remember some Thanksgiving, one of my uncles, uh, he'd be out hunting and whatnot. He might bring a coon in, bring man. in a coon, bring yeah. in his coon and sweet potatoes and stuff to be. Those, I mean, folks grew up eating that, and, yeah. and they saw no shame in it, and uh, it's it's what you had to do to sustain yourself. Yeah, we've man. become so, a little bit more sophisticated. A little bit man. more sophisticated now, <laughs> but that was how it was, yeah. and uh, a lot of those traditions, you find those in people's Thanksgiving there. They have a coon, or they have a goose. I think a lot of people do, uh, do a goose for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, it's those things that continue to... To survive, and, <laughs> and make your tradition what it is. That's a good point, chitlins. Huh? Chitlins, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on from chitlins. So, so, um, so, what else? What other thoughts about Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, man? I think the one thing that we fail to mention a lot is this Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, it's um, the blessings that we've had. Uh, as we've uh, matured and grown up, yes, you know, we, you know, there's always, you know, we think about the pilgrims coming and the Indians who helped save the pilgrims behinds, you know, uh, Squanto and all that. But you know, without the Native Americans, those first pilgrims wouldn't have made it. That's right. You know, so yeah, it is right. It's 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 a time in which we uh, take take a time out to thank our blessings that we've had, and we've been really really blessed. With the fact that you know we're healthy, uh, we've been able to um, survive uh, outside of Etam. We've had good nurturing growing up, and so on. And so, those are the things that we we need to thank uh, thank God about, as well as passing those those ideas on to our kids. You Absolutely. Know? You know, our, as we were growing up, you don't think about the blessings you had as a kid or a child until you're an adult. And you can look back on those uh, those lessons learned from your parents, and you have something to reflect on. Absolutely, and that happens from generation to generation. And I think today, kids won't realize that until twenty, thirty years from now. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's those. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. How about you? No, absolutely. Uh, the 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 blessings that um, you know, as you as you look at your life every day. Uh, you have to, you know, as the song says, you look back and you wonder how you made it from point A to B. And it, it was, you know, it was grace that brought you to a certain point in your life. And so, you know, we grew up here in this small town and there were a lot of people who influenced us. We've talked about some of those people right. 
who invested in our lives as young kids growing up here, running around, playing ball over the place, doing whatever. A lot of people invested in our lives. We didn't know that at the time. At the time, right. But now that we are, you know, have our own families, it's like, wow, we can look back and say, you know what, yeah, I've been blessed. And mm-hmm. we have a lot to be thankful for because we, we're here. We're doing well in, our, in our, this stage of our lives. Our kids are doing well. We have friends. We have family. And, uh, and that's what uh, I think this day is about. It's, it's really taking stock of what you've been blessed with and being thankful for right. blessing. So, and also to, to try to share those blessings or to spread those blessings Absolutely. with other people. Because there are a lot of people less fortunate than us. Yes. And they may not have somebody to talk to or they may, may not have a hot meal or they may not have transportation or something like that. So there are, there are organizations and people out there that will get out there and help those people that are yeah. less fortunate than we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we cannot forget the uh, the reason for the holiday. And that sometimes gets overshadowed by all the commercialism of things. And uh, you look up and the real meaning of Thanksgiving, we've done it with Christmas, we do it with Easter. You know, what is the reason for the season? The season, yeah. And so uh, on this, uh, this is my 62nd Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I am grateful for all the blessings that have been bestowed upon me, and I, I don't take any of those for granted because it can be gone today. It's right. Not necessarily be gone tomorrow. It could be gone today. Right. So, so uh, we as 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 the you know doing this podcast, we we just like to remind everyone: Hey, count your blessings. Yep. Count your blessings and and be thankful for. It may not be a lot, but be thankful for what you got. I think that was a big hit back in the 70s. <laughs> oh, man, be thankful for what you got. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. What's next? So what any other ideas you got, man? Uh, well, I, you know, we, uh, we, we thought we talked about doing this broadcast and I, I think we've, you know, we, we hit Thanksgiving. A couple of things I saw, um, outside the news, uh, there was a young lady, her name is, um, pull up my notes here. Her name is, uh, Barbara, hold on a second. I saw her name yesterday in, um, the news. And her name is Barbara Hillary. She's 88. She passed away this week. Mm-hmm. But she was the first black woman to visit or, or, I guess, what's the word? Expeditioned to the North and South Poles. Okay. Never okay. heard of her. Huh. Never heard of her. But she was a pioneer as far as um, expeditioning Ex- goes, right? Okay. But first black woman to expedition to the North and South Poles. She passed away yesterday at age 88. Wow. wow. So I thought, like, wow, what? Well, I didn't hear about her, <laughs> you know? As, as is with a lot of folks that um, in our history, we don't hear we don't, about right. until after the fact. After the fact. After and the that fact. is if we find the facts. If we find the facts. Yes. You know, yes. if we find the facts. So I thought, I thought that was, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, to throw out today during the, during the podcast. Okay. And then the other thing I saw was uh, from your neck of the woods in Indiana, Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete Mayor Buttigieg. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Who I like, I'm going to tell you straight up, I like his message. I don't think America is ready for him, though, to be president. There's a couple of reasons why. 
I think I like the, him too. I, I, I like him. I, I he reminds me of Obama in the in the fact that he is a thinker. He is well his thoughts are well thought out. He is a superb communicator. Right. And but I just don't think America is ready to elect a gay man as president. I think that is the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. But me personally, I like his message. Yeah. I like him. Now, about 10 or 11 years ago, he made a statement about blacks and their success as it pertains to education. About 11 years ago, he made a statement that um, the fact that maybe all blacks are not suited for higher education. And that statement surfaced again this recently, week. Recently, Recently, it surfaced this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. And some of the writers on some of our um, you know, black media took offense to what he said a few years ago, and they commented about it. And the fact that they lamented was, yeah, that may be true, that maybe all blacks are not, maybe it's not in your best interest, maybe at the time, maybe you aren't ready to go to college, maybe you need maturing or something like that, but the black authors and the black folks within media said, well, what you're leaving out is there are elements of racism in there, too, that mm-hmm. you didn't mention. So from a fellow Indianian, Indi- Indiana, living in Indiana now, I guess that's the right term, what's your take on Mayor Pete and, and his statements? And, and You know, I like what like I said, I, I like him. I like the way he uh, is thoughtful as well. However... You know, when he says that all all blacks aren't made for college, I look at it this way. All Asians, all whites, all Hispanics aren't made for college as well. I don't know if they took it out of context or not. You know, I am on the uh, board of Central Nine Career Centers. And believe it or not, Wayne, just on uh, Tuesday... I gave a speech for one of the local high schools. It was about five to eight minutes okay. long. And I was talking to honor roll students. Okay. And part of my speech was that, number one, setting goals. You know, 90% of the goals that you set, you achieve. However, that you need to make your goals achievable, measurable, and they have to be realistic. Right. So, and I, I explained to the, the students out there, actually the whole school was listening to me speak. Go figure that. So, and I said, your, your goals have to be reasonable. And 98% of you are not going to be in the NFL or the NBA. 98% of you are not going to be music producers or rappers. Right. <laughs> However, and I said that, and I said that, Colleges isn't for everybody. However, you can go to a technical school. Right, right. You know, that's an alternative to that. So if you're not ready for college, then you can go to an Ivy Tech. Ivy Tech is big in Indiana. Hmm. I said you can come to Central Nine Career Centers as a junior, and you could walk out of there in two years, and you're making 60 bucks an hour. Wow. That's a fact. Wow. Okay, so if you're not going to go to college... You have to do something to right. advance your education right. that may not be 
on that college track. So therefore, you have to give yourself the opportunity to succeed in other methods. You know, when I came out of E-Town, I wasn't really ready for college. Right. <laughs> I had college in me. My parents couldn't afford for me to go to college. So I went into the Coast Guard. And after four years in the Coast Guard, my attitude changed. You know, I matured. And then once I matured, I was ready for college. Right. I was always on the honor roll. So, you know, how it was pulled out, which I don't know, how people took took it as if all black people are supposed to go to college. I mean, I'm not saying that what he said is right, but I I can see his point from being an educator for 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody, I saw kids in class, and I literally pulled kids aside and said, save your parents some grief. <laughs> save them from, some money because you're not going to be going right, to college. Right, right. And that was black, white, Hispanic, Asian right, kids. Right. I said, you can have that pipe dream. Maybe you can do it later. But right now, you're just not ready for it. So that's yeah. that's where I am on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I think maybe his intent was good. It was. It just may have been a misinterpretation of the message. Um, but I, again, I, I like him. Um, I, again, I, I wish him well as he goes forward uh, in the in the in the um, campaign or his campaign. He's definitely his, a player. He is a player now. I think he does have a he has a problem with black, with black support, bonus, right? And I'm not sure how he's going to turn that around. And I, you know, I don't know. And and maybe um, he can find a way in to get more black people to notice him and listen to his message. Right. Uh, but he's going to have a tough time. Uh, he's he's doing well in Iowa. I think he'll do well in New Hampshire. But when he heads to South Carolina and, and places down south, I think he's going to have a tough time. Well, the, the other thing that he's going to have a tough time with is is that he's gay. Yeah. You know, and the black church, you know, looks down upon upon that. And I mean, especially the elderly black yes. Yes. Uh, parishioners yes. or uh, uh, congregation, they look down upon that, even though... They probably have somebody in their family that's gay. I mean, we all probably we all probably have somebody in our family that's yeah, gay. Yeah. So, I I, I think and, and the issues that he also had is with the city of uh, South Bend, and I forget the exact issue, but somebody may have gotten shot or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so the yeah. the the black population there, you know, don't like him. Yeah. He's gonna have to uh, uh, face the problem head on. Yeah. You know, he's. Yeah. I don't see you. You can get a vibe off of somebody. Right. right. I don't see that he's a racist. No. I don't see no. that. Yeah. And so he's gonna have to make ways somehow into the black community. Yeah. And when you go to South Carolina, you know, and so on. Uh, you know, the black population, the black vote there is large. It's huge. Right, right. And so he's going to have to somehow get their support. Yeah. How he does it, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I'm I'm pulling for him, although I, I'm he's got a tough road to hold. He <laughs> he's got a tough road to hold. I don't think the I don't think his age thirty seven. No, years because old what is, Kennedy was what he was forty two. Yeah, he he was a, he was a young guy you when know, he became president. I mean, the Constitution says you just you have to be, be right. You have to be thirty five. You know, so, so um, again, he he out of the field, I'm like, wow, I like this guy. And uh, but he's got a, he's got some challenges, and from a from an intellectual standpoint, and knowing the Constitution and and government how government functions, to me he's he's got it. Yeah. But he's gonna have to find a way to garner support, primarily of and you know black women are the leading block, who vote the most in the black community. Correct. And so he's going to have to find some inroads to that population. Now. Whether or not he becomes the nominee, the other angle of this is if someone else, such as Biden, if Biden becomes the nominee, Biden and him together, I think, would be a formidable ticket. I, I believe that, too. I think that would Biden be a formidable ticket. Biden and somebody ticket. else. Biden, yeah, e- either Buttigieg or Kamala Harris. Yeah. Kamala Harris. One of those Corey's two is Biden. Being... Cory Booker, but I think Cory Booker would prefer to be president. He strikes me yeah. as a type like I don't want to play second fiddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I want to be the head dog here. Yeah. But I think Kamala Harris, and and Mayor Pete, either one of those, if Biden becomes the nominee, either one of those paired with him, is a is a win win. You know, I heard something the other day, when <laughs> Wayne, and you know, people are talking about this is getting off Thanksgiving and kind of mm-hmm. getting into politics now. Uh, people were talking about how he, how Biden in some of these speeches is having problems. He's like he's lost right. or something right. like that. I heard the other day, and it was reported the other day that he has a speech impediment. Oh, okay. I never knew that. And wow. so, what he does when he speaks in public is that he can't say certain words. And so he starts off down one path, and he comes to that word. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, talk, talk. Right, right. You know, Mr. Mullen couldn't say right, the F word. Right, right, He could not say the F word. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we, we were bad. We made fun of him because he couldn't right. say friend. Right. He would, f- 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 right. you know. So the, the report is, is that Biden has a speech impediment that he says certain words, and so when he's given a speech... When he comes up to that F, right. he'll change he'll okay. change his thoughts to come up with something else so he couldn't have to try to say that right. that right. that right. F, for example, right. or S or whatever it is. Right. And so it makes him things like, is he losing it? Right. In actuality, I don't know how it's pretty pretty much it is true. And he has admitted that he's had a speech impediment. Mm before but it comes out when he gives speeches and so on so right. you know he's 77 years old and you know he's going too old and he looks like he's outdated yeah. and whatever and that speech thing is kind of an interesting twist or an interesting uh, addition to his situation so right. Right. now I'm going to be listening, listening a little <laughs> bit more if that's I mean, right. People say that it's true, and right. he has that. So, right. yeah, yeah, but Biden and somebody else yeah. will be yeah. a, a good combination, so, yeah. simply because I think because he was he was bec- 
because he was Obama's vice president, and he's that guy that is able to connect with people because he's just a down-home guy, right, right, right. kind of. Right. And so that's what I think people may be looking for. Yeah. You know. And, and, and everyone's not a, a great debater. No. You know, there are, there, are, there are few people that can get on a debate stage and hold their own, you know, in that environment. But being qualified and knowing government and the, and the exposure he's had across foreign affairs and, and all everything, yeah, he, he's more than qualified. Right. But I right. think pairing him with one of those two is a knockout. Yeah. And it, it could be Mayor Pete. Uh, but if he wa- I think if he wants to reach that voting block in the black community that holds down the black community, black women, I think Kamala Harris might be the choice. Yeah. yeah. To to because he he has the support of the black community and I think he has that because he stood by Obama for 8 years and right. he supported Obama's right. policies. And so that lens, that gives you credibility with us in the black community. Right. I just, you know, going back to this political thing, I wish they would hurry up and get through this process. Yes. <laughs> we are Americans. We are, most of the people who have grown up and everything goes so fast is that when it comes to debate after debate after debate, people just turn it off. Right. I, yeah, I, I turn the last I would, I would rather <laughs> listen to the headlines the next right. day. Right. Than right. to sit there for two and a half hours right. and watch it. Right. That's I, what yeah. that's the society that we are today. So yeah. therefore, you know, I personally think that they should get rid of all TV coverage and all that. I think they should go back to going from state to state to state yeah. to state, yeah. traveling. You know, have it in your all the information comes from your local newspaper yeah. as opposed to the local, the national media yeah. and so yeah. on. Yeah. Because whether you are independent, whether you are Republican or Democrat, they're going to have their own right. uh, TV channels. Right. And so if I'm one or the other, I'm just going to listen to that, to that talk, those talking points. Right, right. Rare are those people going to listen to someone else's talking points? And I will listen to CNN, I'll listen to MSNBC, I'll listen to Fox News, just to see how one issue is played on all those channels. And you can definitely see that this is coming across here, this is coming across there, and then you got somebody that's kind of in between, so... You know, if you believe in one thing, you're going to watch that channel. If you believe in another, you're going to watch that channel. So I think the biggest thing now is that people in this next election are just going to come out. The election is going to be won by people getting out the vote. That's it. That's it. And I I pray for warm Tuesday, uh, (laughs) the the second Tuesday after the first Monday in November of next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be exciting, yeah. and uh, and hopefully we're here next year at this time, day after Thanksgiving. We'll be we'll be getting close. Yeah, the day after to, Thanksgiving the day after next year, we'd have a new. We're gonna we, have. We will know. We will know. We, we sure. will know what's gonna happen. Absolutely. So, and then we'll have. Hopefully, we'll have a lot more to be thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a lot more to be thankful yeah, for. Yeah. So I I think. Uh, that that's it for this week, uh, the the Thanksgiving episode. I think uh, you know 
we, we, we covered some good stuff this week. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the, the holidays, getting in full swing now that Thanksgiving is over. Uh, people have already got the Christmas stuff going. Oh, yeah. They've had the Christmas <laughs> stuff going right. since the first week of October. Yeah, they got the Christmas songs and the decorations that they just skip right over Thanksgiving. Let's go straight to Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So Commercialization it's of Christmas Commer- is, Yeah, is Christmas bad. is just gone crazy. So, yeah. But it's here and... Uh, we live in the U.S. of A., and that's how it is. So That's right. So uh, until we gather again on uh, next week, we'll be back for another episode of the Cross the Tracks podcast. And this time, we'll be in our respective hometown. <laughs> I'll be in the closet. You'll be in the closet. <laughs> literally, in literally in the, the closet, because <laughs> that's my soundproof That's boot. your soundproof boot. Sometimes I walk out of there with a cape that has oh, an right. ass on it. Oh, cool. <laughs> red boots yeah. and a cape. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll, we'll be back to our same locations next week. But uh, this is a special broadcast. We're, we're here in our hometowns this week. And uh, it's been a blast. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. Across the Tracks. We will see you later. Chiliamo dopo. All right. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.